What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Simply Bree, and you have tuned into He Said What? Now, listen, I'm not by myself tonight, okay? I have a special guest with me, the one and only Marco D. Prince. Marco, how are you this evening? I am fantastic. How are you doing? I am fabulous, and I am ready to get this show started. So for everyone who is tuning in live for the first time, you probably wonder, what is He Said What all about? Listen, we are here to bridge the gap in communication between Black men and Black women, um, help us understand why we cope certain ways, why we deal with situations certain ways, and also let's tackle these underlying issues and conversations that's not being had. So we're going to tear the Band-Aid off, and um, I hope that this show is uh, beneficial to all of you who are watching, and to those who come back later on, I, I let us know what you think. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. are back. As I said, this is He Said What. I am your girl, Simply Bree, and I have my wonderful guest, Marco, here with us. And we are going to be tackling some issues in the Black community that we are either failing to have or we're intentionally ignoring. So before we even get into the topics, the topics <laughs> that Marco selected, we're going to use this one right here as our, our icebreaker. And shout out to our viewers who are watching live, shout out to Royal. Yes, Royal, you were here first. You were here. So what's up, Royal? Uh, right. So <laughs> what do you now don't list the don't list the topics that you chose, but okay. what are some issues in the black community that you feel we're just not addressing? Um identity within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um just growing up, you know, like we have this, well, our parents paint this picture of what they want us to look like, mm -hmm. which is great because, you know, you're our parents, but the parents also need to understand like, well, this is my child. They're going to do whatever they feel the need that makes them better. Right. Um, so that would be one. Um, I would be, For me, that would be the main one. That That would be okay. the main one. <laughs> and that's a struggle. That's a struggle mm -hmm. because identity is so broad. Like it's being black. If mm -hmm. your mix is identifying with both sides or however many sides there are, it's mm -hmm. your sexuality, um, knowing what you like in, versus what society deems as acceptable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, where you grow up at. I mean, <laughs> There are yes. so many factors that tie into the self-identity, you know, in the struggle. You know, we we definitely, we're good for being trendsetters and jumping on yeah. trends, but it's not always a good thing. Right. So, um, listen, listen, you already coming out the door. <laughs> because I, I struggle with it daily because I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. So like okay. it's majority white. I think we got like point or not point. That's like just one, me being two. that's just me being ignorant. Uh, I think we got like eight percent, maybe two, thirteen percent of black people there in the whole state. You so, know, um, you know, it's funny is I'm from Connecticut and I'm about to uh, hit you with the same thing that I get hit. They got black people in Oregon. Right. They'd be like, there's black people in Oregon, there's black people in Portland. What do you do in Portland? Right. I mean, they have restaurants. People. They have mountains. Um, they have hookah lounges. Any you can find anything that you want. Is there a hood the, or a ghetto in Portland? 
Yes, there is. Northeast Portland. Well, actually, growing up, it was. It was called the right. North. Yeah. Um, where all the Black folks lived. But now the white people came over and did they think. Mm-hmm. And I was living in the middle of it and didn't even realize it. Nobody taught me anything of, okay, you see all these random restaurants popping up. And five to seven years, this is all going to be white. I could have owned a house and everything if if it was taught to me. But, you know. Mm. So now it's interesting that you say if it was taught (laughs) to you because this segues Um, into the upbringing in the Black household. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the times, you know, growing up as children, we're not taught about ownership. Mm -hmm. We're not taught about being an entrepreneur being a homeowner, we're taught about saving your money so that you can, you know, afford the rent or getting the best job instead of owning your own business. So if you were to look back at how you were brought up in your household and compare Mm -hmm. that to the way these children are being taught now, what kind of difference do you see? I see a fucking huge difference. My goddaughter just told her mom that she wanted to start her own bracelet like business. Yeah. You know this girl is 11 years old. <laughs> I, and I was like and you know they always call me when like the good, the bad and the ugly conversations. Right. And I was like she had that conversation with you? I was like where did she come up with that? I was like I'm not complaining but like cuz right. at 11 I was just told to go outside and play kickball or ride my bike. Hello. And come back before like, the lights come on. Hello. Cut the grass at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yep. And I need everything to be swept, too. Yeah. Because we still got to go to the grocery store and do all this errands. I'm like, we got to do all this? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> a worker. You're a worker, mm-hmm. not an owner. Yes, but the, the kids nowadays... They have this, I'm praying for this generation because they're already advancing, like starting their own businesses. They have social media. They got the niches down of what's trending and how to trend and don't do it like this and do it like that. I thought I was ahead of my time with MySpace and Black Planet. I was like, oh, no, that's this is a different level of social media. Yes. So I respect them. I, I love it. And I love the direction they're going. Yes. It's interesting, too, because I, I feel like um, parents our age, like like I'm a mom, my son is 15, mm-hmm. and it's like you want the best. You want to make sure mm-hmm. that you are instilling the most important, vital pieces of information into them, and you're sowing those words of affirmation into them as well and letting them know, listen, you don't have to go to school, first of all, you don't have to go to college if you don't want to go to college. Let the Let's people just know. start there. Because... Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, because <sighs> that I right here be... is tapping on your pockets where you can actually figure out. Let's let's figure out together instead of you go outside and play. No, let's figure out together what it is that you're good at and how we can turn that into a business. So, and this is when you're in high school, middle school. That way, by the time you graduate, you should already have a business running. Oh, successful business. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love it. Um, (laughs) I agree. I tried the college thing uh, multiple times and it just, it wasn't for me. Like I was tired of the structured of, you telling me I got to go to school and then I got to be to work at time. And then <laughs> the personal time that I do have, I got to yeah. study to go yeah. back to school and take tests. Yeah. My mind was just like, yeah, we're not doing that. Like yeah, we're tapped out and you're paying for it. Right. Most importantly, like I didn't even want to go to college. Right. But I tried it. Right. And for the first couple of years, I was like, oh, you know, this is cool. But I got friends that are getting PhDs. I'm like, you've been in, you've been in college for all these years. And I <laughs> commend them and everything. Right. I commend them. But I'm just like, I look at them. I was like, yeah, it can't be me. Yeah. I don't know if I would have 
well, obviously I didn't survive, but yeah, Mm-mm. 10 years down the road, not me. No. RG says <laughs> the young kids got the hustle part correct, but they need to stop reporting on themselves. Also known as telling on themselves. Oh, also known as telling on themselves. So yeah, so you do see it because yeah, they're getting the money, but we know that they're not doing it legally through the government's way mm-hmm. as far as LLCs and all of this, but then you're showboating online what it is that you have and the money and so I think it's not bad that they have these businesses, but they need to be taught how to go about it the correct way. The or legal way. Right. The legal so way. I was gonna say there's back. no correct way, y'all. Right, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like the legal way. That's what's gonna help prevent you from getting uh in trouble later on down the road. And we're not gonna talk about PPP loans and stuff. We're not gonna talk Let me tell you, I have one. I had one opportunity in life, one, mm-hmm. and didn't even do it. Didn't even do it. I was like, Marco, Marco. Hello. <laughs> like, I saw people buying bags and cars and doing this. I'm like, I purposely would have paid off Sally Mae. Look, Sally Mae, I don't want your phone calls. Here you go. Okay, maybe go mm-hmm. splurge out on a couple of outfits for myself. Cool. Yes. But then everything else I'm paying off. Like, yeah. I'm paying up. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes from, like, financial literacy in our community. Right. Like, all we know is the bags, the shoes, the nice haircuts, and showing showing out. Which, yeah. you know, I'm not saying don't show out, but let's have a reason to show out birthday celebrations like why are why are we celebrating i mean you just like you just want to talk all night tonight you want different topics so we're gonna give you different topics okay um social influences this is why they do it they do it for the Mm -hmm. gram look do it for do it for the gram that's what it is like i ain't gonna do it do it for yes, the grandma exactly. and do it. That's what it is. Like, so so people are putting themselves in um legal situations, okay? Like RG said, they're telling on themselves and they're not thinking about the consequences and in the time in jail that could be following. They're not looking at they're looking at looking good for the internet. And it's unfortunate because I feel like society has this this grip, especially on our younger generation, where they feel like everything has to be seen online. Everything. I'm so glad I have bypassed that stage. Yeah. I'm like a Beyonce. I, I post when I want to. And if you know information about me, you know it. If you don't, that ain't mm-hmm. got nothing to do with me. Right. You should have caught it when I uh when you Presented. put it up there, I <laughs> sprinkle you with a special. So when it comes to social influences, who are we? Okay, outside of social media and society, who who can we point the finger at um, for even the violence that comes out of social media with the beef and and you know people looking for clout, so they're they're going out and they're knocking people out who they don't know for no apparent reason. Who who can we point the finger at? Who's to blame for that? As much as I want to say celebrities, um, because everybody talks about them, I don't think that they're the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like our childhood trauma of just always trying. Well, let me not speak for everybody, but for mm-hmm. me, um, I don't do the whole beefing and things just because I've never been that person. I don't see the value of me going online, trying to prove that I got a certain brand when other people don't. Like, okay, if I wear it, okay, but I'm not out here flossing it. There's a difference. Um, I don't know who we blame. Um, We can start with ourselves and just- That's (laughs) a good start. Own our shit and be like, you know what? I don't want to be like that person. I don't want to- have this Lamborghini. Well, I want to have a Lamborghini car, but I don't want to floss it on the internet because mm-hmm. as soon as that license plate is shown on social media, you know there's crazy people out in the world. They're gonna find out where they you can, live. 
Somebody working the police DMV? department, DMV. Where can you run this plate really quick? You have your whole background, and people don't think about that. They don't. They don't see the danger. They don't see the danger in it. I remember I have a cousin. Shout out to Wu. Um, Wu's twenty six now, but when he was like. 14, 15. Oh, huh. I did shakedowns. Oh, oh, you mm-hmm. online? Uh, log into your black planet. Let me look at your MySpace. Let me see right what messages. <laughs> right. Uh-uh. Exactly. Me, do it in front of me. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need to see what you're saying. Never mind what people are saying to you. I need to see what you're saying. Because if you are up here talking trash and you're talking junk about somebody's mother, Oh, that's grounds for an ass beating. Like somebody can shoot you. Like people don't play over their parents. Like Look, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on in their household and their head. And I feel like nowadays parents are more lax. Like they're they're more comfortable. They want to be your friend instead of mm-hmm. being your parent. And they don't they don't they don't police their kids. So when their kids get into trouble, it's like, not mine. And you know when you got a badass kid. You you know when you got a badass kid. <laughs> I'm just I don't I don't have uh, children, but I play the uncle role and the mm-hmm. godfather role very strongly. Mm-hmm. And even like with just being an uncle, I still find myself checking into their parents of how would you handle this if you like if it was you two. Right. Because one, I want to make sure I'm not triggering any situation. Mm-hmm. But then two, like everybody parents differently. How I'm going to approach the child. And I say child because I'm 33. So any mm-hmm. anybody under 27, you're a child to me. <laughs> maybe 20, maybe 26. <laughs> I give them another year. Yeah, like uh, I go down just a little bit. But um, I still find myself just trying to. I don't want to say like adapt, but trying to understand how people parent these days. And sometimes they're just like, oh, yeah, I knew that. That's okay. And then I'm like, okay, I got your approval. Right. I got your approval. But okay, now you're the uncle. This this is your situation. Right. So you can approach it completely different because they're not doing it like that. Exactly. RG says we have to point the finger at ourselves for the violence against each other. We don't celebrate each other. We fight over the same breadcrumbs instead of building together. I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, He preaching tonight. Yes. And it's like, (laughs) come through, Archie. Um, It's like, why are we fighting over breadcrumbs when we can have the whole loaf together? I don't understand why we do it as a community we see it on um we see it on social media all the time who wore it better which one gotta go um this that and a third i'm like you don't see any other culture doing this you don't see white people having one gotta go it's only black people yeah and i'm just like where is this coming from like why does one gotta go why can't we rephrase the question of which one was your favorite right like it's words mean things. Just it's um it's the mentality. Mm. And um I listen, you about to go through all these little topics tonight, whether you know it <laughs> or not, because it just they all go along hand in hand. So mm-hmm. rebuilding Black Wall Street is the same exact thing. If like RG said, we don't celebrate one another. We look we look to compare and clash and, and break down each other. Can we honestly rebuild Black Wall Street? Can you see a whole block of Black businesses established and functioning successfully with no, hey, um, I know it's I know it's a hundred dollars, but I give you sixty for it, or Breaking into breaking and entering, you know. Um, I mean, can we rebuild Black Wall Street in your eyes? I think we can. It's going to be a process. Um, okay. That's me being very optimistic. Okay. But when we are creating businesses, we have to look at it like instead of doing a 
four by four building or little spot studio right. for four hairstylists. We need to hire somebody in, which one, which should be one of our friends, mm -hmm. and take the umbrella and follow the numbers and do all that versus trying to be the best hairstylist in this neighborhood. As an individual, yes. We can all, there, I'm saying that I ain't even got no hair. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's but how like, you are about it. I am because like, why can't it be like a beauty bar where there's six hairstylists, maybe 12, yes. uh, four makeup artists, a lash check, um, maybe even a just stylist. Right. A one-stop shop for a woman or man for their special day. Valentine's Day just passed. That would have yeah. been a great, oh, I'm spending the whole day at the beauty bar and I'm yeah. all my money is getting back into my community. Right. Yeah. And that's how I look at it. It's like, it's like encouraging entrepreneurship, but yet still individuality in that entrepreneurship, the way that we're going about it now versus mm -hmm. togetherness, you know, growing mm -hmm. as one, putting it all in as one, like how you said, you know, in other um, ethnicities, other races, you know, they will, they'll live in a two bedroom apartment and it'll be like 10 of them and they all work and they all mm -hmm. put their money together. I've learned this about, um, you know, the Mexican um, culture. They will come over. It'll be like, and it's usually is men. It'll be like six or seven men that will come over from Mexico. They'll get a one bedroom, two bedroom. They'll all cram up in there. They will all work, put all their money together to the point where they're able to send it back and bring one of their families over and have enough money to uh, establish, to set up uh, their own housing. And then they'll do it again until they have all of their families over here. Yeah, what? we're we're like, when you turn 18, you getting out of my house. Mm -hmm. Why? Why are we like we that? Why do we do that? We see it all the time in the Asian community. Yes. Beauty supply store, nail salon. It might be something in between, a gym, and then you have a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. I'm not making no assumptions, but I'm sure that they're all family. Some way, yeah. somehow, whether they're cousins. And yeah. Patel. They're doing it. Like, yeah. why can't we have a... I mean, I'm sure we can. We can, we can, we can. But Black Booty Supply Store, Black Nail Salon, Black Hair Salon, mm -hmm. all in one plaza. Where are the grocery stores at? Like, there are, especially here in Atlanta, yeah. there are a lot of plazas here. Yeah. And you can rent all those, all those spaces and turn it Black. It yeah. all starts within us, though. I hear that they're trying to do that in, um, I think, Latonia. Yes, there is one um, yeah. in Lithonia, Connors, or Connors, Georgia. Um, it opened in October, I think, 2021? Mm -hmm, last year. Yes, so yeah. Not even, so not even six months I know someone yet. who's trying to get a spot in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's how it starts. So we have them, and, and we also have, there is a black grocery store. Uh, I got to find out where, but I've seen it on Facebook. There is mm -hmm. a Black-owned grocery store. There's a lot of Black-owned farms. Um, there is a, um, there was another, it was another store or something. Oh, okay. So this is the thing, right? This is something mm -hmm. that we, we do and we have to, more is not always best. Okay. So right. there is a black beauty supply store. Um, I'm not going to say where, cause just in case it's the only one there, then everybody will know where, but my homegirl said that she went to this black beauty supply store and basically everything in there was double the price than it would be at an at a store that's ran by Asians or or anyone else of any other other ethnicity. So she's like, why would I pay twice the amount and I'm trying to support a black owned business when I can just drive a couple or more blocks down the road and get it half that price? So you see it. You see where 
We'll sell shirts, right? We'll sell you a, a plain white T-shirt and charge you $60 for it. And then if you don't buy it, oh, you're not supporting a Black-owned business. How? Because how? at the end of the day, people also have to be able to survive. And then they always want to throw out, well, um, you'll buy Gucci. No, you don't know your client. I'm not buying no. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing that. My Nike shirts come from Marshalls and TJ Maxx. I'm not going to the <laughs> Nike store to pay right. $50, $60. Right. Yeah. Like, people make fun of me, but, or not fun. Well, yeah, fun of me. But I'm just like, the same Nike that's at Ross and TJ Maxx, I worked retail before. Yeah. It's just one season off. What's yes. the difference? Yeah. And then when you wear it, nobody's nobody's going to be like, oh, yeah, that was so last year. <laughs> Let me see your tag. What what season? No, because it's Nike. They're selling it all over the place. Right, I, and vintage um, is vintage. So, hello. After after a season, it's already vintage. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, oh well. Listen. Um. So what we're gonna do is we are gonna go into a commercial break. Um. Because I have some more topics for Marco. So you guys are tuned into. He said what with your girl Simply Brie and we have our guest Marco DePrince. Um, stay tuned. We will be right back. Hey, what's going on? It's your girl Simply Brie and listen, I have a new show for you to enjoy and guess what? It's not a long one. It's called I'll Take Five and it's just me. Me, 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 me. And me taking five minutes of your time just to have a conversation. Let's just talk. Let's just get to know one another. Let's throw some topics out there and see just where it resonates with both of us. So all you have to do is go to YouTube, look for Dating Atlanta, and you will find your girl's simple break. Make sure you are subscribing. Make sure that you are also hitting the notification bell so that you are alerted anytime I release a new show. Most importantly, engage with me. If you have questions, if you have topics, if you'd even like to come up and ask a question or two, let me know. Put it in the comments. All right? Thank you guys so much for continuously supporting the He Said What Network and all of my team. From me and them, we thank you. See you later. Bye. All right. We are back. Uh, you guys are tuned into He Said What? And I am your host, Simply Bree. We have our guest, Marco D. Prince. Tonight we are talking about issues in the Black community that we are either failing to address or we are intentionally ignoring them. So um, before we went, to commercial, we were talking about Black Wall Street and if we can rebuild it. Um, interesting, I want to definitely dive into being Black in corporate America because there's this thing, I um, I actually was talking to my sister today about it, called code switching. And um, code switching, for those who don't know, is when you are, you are, one way, um, for example, okay, I'll just put it out there. Um, when you are working in corporate America, you have to, there's sometimes there is a certain persona that you must give off, um, proper, um, nice, approachable, not saying that any of this stuff is not correct, uh, or does not naturally apply, but you know, when someone is code switching, because they'll say like, <laughs> yeah, Johnny. Oh my God, you're so funny. And then when they're with their friends, they're like, yeah, that motherfucker funny as hell. Code switching. Like, it's like a light switch, like on, off, on, off. So you guys, I'm sure, have experienced it. Um, how do you how do you find yourself code switching if you even have to in corporate America for for you, DeMarco? DeMarco. I'm changing your name. I was like, are you renaming me? The rebirth of Marco. <laughs> <laughs> that goes with it. Listen. Right. Marco. You, you, add, you added my middle name and right. my first name. <laughs> oh, Just gosh. DeMarco. 
It's um, so it's it's funny that we're on this topic because I actually start a new career tomorrow um, here in Georgia. Um, so I've been doing this whole creative thing for about a year and a half um, without working because I was just so tired of making somebody else's dream come true. That was my mindset. Right. Um, so I had time to do this whole creative thing and I learned some things about myself. Okay. You know, I'm not the best at um, discipline and following my own schedule when you need to do this right now. So I was like, okay, whatever. We might need to go back to a structured way. Okay. So then when you're tired of the structured way of someone else, use that energy into your own projects. So then one day you can just do this shit all by yourself. Right. Maybe that should be my new stage name. Right? Right? To throw people <laughs> off, <huh? laughs> so um code switching in corporate America, I fucking love it. Um, because I'm the best at it. Like coming from I mean, you guys can probably hear it in my dialect mm-hmm. of how I'm talking yes. now, but like I am the good morning, happy Monday, how's everyone doing? Like, and they're like they're like, who is this black man that coming here just with all this energy? Well, this is what you guys do, so we get get on team. Yes, um, come on. But I also love it because it sets the tone. Like yes. I'm naturally like a energetic person, so I'm kind of adding myself, mm-hmm. but then just putting corporate America in it. Okay, I can be loud as long as I'm being positive and uplifting. Yes, I can be the loud black man. Whoa, man. Wait. Whoa, like, that reminds me. I Do they ever, and they probably don't because you're a guy. I, I hate when at work they say, oh, yeah, yeah, because don't get her riled up because you don't want her to have an attitude. And I'm like, whoa, wait. No, no, no. I am not the angry black woman. Let's not do this. I, I really, it really just boils my blood when they're like, yeah, because, you know, she'll cut you. And I'm like, wait, no, I won't. I won't. But look, Marco. No. But on the side, I'm like, but I will fuck you up in the parking lot. Okay. Let me tell you, because I have been tried before. And, like, white people think that they get me angry. And they don't. Like, it's all a game. I'm going to shut down. I'm not going to talk to you to make you think that I'm this angry black guy mm-hmm. and that I will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Because I will fuck you up. But I'm not going to do it here because this is my money. But I'm how people are in per my last email and all that email. I'm that verbally. Yes. I'm like, what did you say? Can you say it a little bit louder, please? So everybody can hear you. Oh, okay. And then I bring up situations as so I've always been in management. So I always bring my team. I'm like, hey, so something was said. Um, this, that, and the third, but we're not going to talk like that anymore. Um, it made me feel uncomfortable. So I know if it made me feel uncomfortable, it probably made somebody else listen and feel uncomfortable. And we don't really need that environment. We're, we're here 40 hours a week. Let's be a family. I'm not saying we got to be best friends, but let's pretend for eight. Yeah. Let's just pretend. Yeah. And they're like, right. (laughs) Right. They're like, who is, I know how to turn it off because y'all not about to get me riled up at work. But when I get in that car, let me tell you, the first 10 minutes is future plan. What? God blessing all these trap niggas. Listen, like, young thug, uh, the, the Migos on the way to work. What? Like, I'm I'm that, that hood chick. Okay. And then my last song is always a calming one because I got to bring myself back to earth a little bit. Yeah. I'm like. Okay, let's go ahead and do this. Good morning. How's everyone? What is, what this. kind of coffee? I don't drink coffee. This is this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, like I so I work in a call center, and um, you know I get yelled at a lot, and I'm just like, <laughs> you're not talking to me, so it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I'll let you say whatever you need to say, and I'm just like, I'm quiet, and then I'm like, hello, I'm here. I'm just listening. That's the one when. <laughs> And I've also dealt with white people that don't mention my name, but they want to have a conversation. I'm like, who are you talking to? I was talking to you. No, you weren't because you're just talking in my ears. (laughs) Like you didn't say Marco 
how do you feel about X? It's just noise. No. Artie says, I can't, I can't code switch. <laughs> I can be polite and professional. I turn the hood off to get a check. That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, so for me, code switching comes in handy because it's almost like undermining people. Mm. Like you can't show them how smart you are because then now you're intimidating and they got to get rid of those who intimidate. If you come off with the slightest capability of taking leadership, you're a threat because now you can possibly take their job. So it's like you got to, it's a thin line that you have to skate when you are code switching, but at the same time, it's, I feel like it's important as a black person because you don't want to come off as the stereotypical angry black woman, angry black man, ghetto woman, ghetto man. I hate when somebody would listen, don't say, oh yeah, I, I bet you drink 40s. I'm sorry, what is a 40 ounce? What's, what's 40? Uh, what? Say it, say it again. Say it. you drink Hennessy. No, actually, I Hennessy is disgusting. Mm -mm. Give me a martini, please. <laughs> No, 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 no. Can I have a Moscato? Yeah, I want a please. Moscato. Do we have champagne here? Because Or wine, <laughs> one of the two. But at home, I'm definitely drinking Hennessy. Like, what you're not... Hennessy don't Like, with no ice. And I'll take a shot. Like... Sometimes <laughs> straight up. Like... Like, I mean... They don't I mean, how many shots that. we taking? We taking a double or we taking a one? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're not about to do that. They're not about no. to do that. No. 40s. First 40. of all, black people, don't, we don't even drink 40s anymore. Who drinks 40 ounces nowadays? Like, my uncle and them was drinking it growing up, but who drinks a 40 ounce nowadays? Like, nowadays, they got Bel Air that they drinking out of with the bottle. Listen. And I'm like, that's that's the 40s nowadays. The Hennessy yeah. bottles. Yeah. That's the 40s. Yeah. Up in the pictures, throwing it up. Yeah, that's, that, it. that's the point. It's going down. Patron, <laughs> all of that. It's, it's going down. So code switching I, will definitely uh, allow you to keep your job. Mm -hmm. It'll allow you to move <laughs> up in ranks within the corporation as well. So I feel like if you code switch, you're not actually <laughs> white people out. <laughs> white people out of plastic bottles. I'm done. Listen. Damn. Yeah. Listen. Um, I want to add to um, yeah. being black in corporate America. Yes. Also with your peers, the black folks that you do see, like, make a relationship with that person. We're like, in this together. Like, wink, wink. Hello. Like, you got me. I got like you. This. Each other. Like, we can't go to lunch together because then, you know, but... Let's send some private chats, uh, little separate emails. Let's we just just give me the look like. Did you did you see this bitch? I and at the company party, you make sure you go over to those people and you have a good fucking time on Quarter America's dime. If it's open bar, you get that henny and coke. <laughs> get that henny and coke. You can have a scotto another time. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're drinking tonight, baby. Let me tell Listen. you, I went, I went to a corporate party. They was like, oh, what are you drinking? What kind of wine are you drinking? I said, actually, I think I'm going to try a Hennessy and Coke. I'm feeling like <laughs> out of my comfort zone time. today. And I was like, you guys mentioned it at the office. So I just want to try it. And <laughs> you, if you were to see what these white people looked at me as, I was like, I got them. And it was like, so what did it taste like? I was like. I think she used a little too much Coke, but it's good. <laughs> Knowing goddamn well it was full of Hennessy. Right. <laughs> <sighs> that is I, I love cold switching. It's my favorite task. Yes. Listen, for me, it's like jackpot when you see another black person in a corporate setting. Like you're like, you're really trying to make eye contact, like, hey. <laughs> but the thing is. Why is it that we can't all gather together at, at in one area, like at one person's desk, and have a conversation without it making it seem like we're not working? Because you know, black people like to talk. 
and you keep it a book. You know, we like to talk about everything that we're not supposed to be talking about. Like, I get it though, but like, as an umbrella, I don't know why they think it's like we're, we're not talking about work. I mean, granted, we're not talking about work, but like, do you need to know that we're not talking about work? No. So it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know why they think we always not talking about work. It's something, but that's where the cold switching is. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do it in the moment. Oh, you know, he coming. Yeah. So about those reports, uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything. And if I have any questions going forward, I'll definitely email you. Okay. Thank you so much. Oh, my bad. So I (laughs) forgot. I just did that today. I did that today. I was like, That's yeah, so did like, you get that customer? Did that customer call? And she was like, who? And I waited for the while. You know, I said, girl, I was just saying that, you know, because he was just looking. He was just looking at my eyes, just saying that. Just, girl, I'll, I'll message you in private. <laughs> I tell I, you, listen, the, 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 the best feeling is when you and one of your black coworkers go out uh, let's say for lunch with white coworkers and the white coworkers are trying to act more black than you. And you're just looking like, and they're like, do you watch power? Mm-mm, no. What's oh power? God, Can, I love power? Is this new? <laughs> is this new? What is that? What is that about? And, and it's so fun. It, it literally just happened to me yesterday, but um, yes, listen, gotta check oh, them I'm, politely, very politely. Yes, very, yes. and don't don't get too black, just no. enough so they know, but they ain't got no evidence to take with them. Listen, it happened to me today, so my computer was having issues, and I went to IT and I was like, Hey, my computer's not working. He was like, Yeah, have your manager send an email and we'll get it enabled and i was like okay so i go to my manager send the email so now you know i can't get into the computer and i'm black so i can't just be sitting around on my phone looking like i'm not doing no work so i go back over to it and i'm like hey um do you know how long it's gonna take and he's like did they put in a ticket i said well he sent the email like how you said he said no he has to submit a ticket in the system i was like Mm, you just said um and somebody else heard me. He was like, oh, no, we put the ticket. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, because it was just like, it wanted to come out like, I did what you said to do. Now you're saying something completely different. They be, they be trying. That's why I trust and verify. Yeah. Well, white folks, because they will set you up. Oh, yeah, I sent the email. But he said I needed a ticket. Oh, yeah, we need a ticket. Don't you have computer problems more than me? Don't you know that we need a ticket and then an email? Yeah, there we go. You, okay. you have to go outside with a pack of cigarettes. You, <laughs> you can't get a hundred. Yeah, black people, we do get That's the true. most. I'm always like, ah, I'm a little overwhelmed. I need to go. I just need to step outside real quick. I'm telling all my secrets. Listen, no, but okay. Before we change this topic, though, hide in the bathroom for a long period of time. <laughs> you just don't want to be bothered. You just got to start complaining out loud first before you go to the bathroom. So when you go missing, they know why. That's it. Like, oh, my stomach is hurting. Can, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Can we mm-hmm. can we talk about that one person that has a job at your job and you're like, how does this person still have a job? They don't do nothing. I know I do the bare minimum, but you... You do less than what I do, and <laughs> I know I'm just skating by. How are you still here? <laughs> That's and so this is the things that we go through, you people who are watching, like and listening. Like, this is in the minds of African Americans in corporate America because we are constantly under the microscope for everything that we do, and we go twice as hard. In working, putting in the work and putting in the effort to prove that we're not these stereotypes. And, and it's sad because we have to go there. But we see it, we see the, um, you see how unfair it is in the workplace where you can have someone where you're like, he's a minute away from shooting the place up, but he still got a job. 
they're not going to let him go. But you come in late, and they're going to be first thing on your heels. So it's like, it's not fair. Yes. Speaking of that, I just... Well, not just, but like a few years back, I had that situation happen. I was late. You know, I was just very mm-hmm. careless about the job. Let's a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. But they're going to pull me in the office, congratulate me. I'm such a good employee. Still write me up. And then at the end, thank you so much for signing this. And if you need... um if we need to adjust your schedule or if anything is going on at home, just let us know and we can work with you. That conversation didn't come first before what? you wrote me up. Because I could, I really could have something going on, but you're writing me up for it. You and now it. you want me to, now you want me to talk about it. Right. No. You just Respect created a whole me. new trauma. Oh, okay. All right. Um, RG says, you don't even have to smoke them, the cigarettes. Uh, just pass them out. Tell them you're trying to quit, but you miss the smell of them. Always oh, work. I should do that. Oh, my God. I never thought about that. People always do ask for cigarettes, and then you can sell yeah. them like, yeah, I, I'll give you one for a buck. And yeah, they sell it. You know, that's yeah. the black I mean, yeah, hustling cigarettes. I the bathroom break is my go-to. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with the bathroom break. Because, I mean, who's going to question you? They can't ask you, Why? hey, is everything okay? Even they're going to ask you. <laughs> Why was you in there so long? Uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> that's personal. I'm back. I'm okay. Like, I love doing the... Uh, that's a little too personal. I don't want to talk about it. Ever. Oh, my gosh. And they're waiting. They're waiting for you to tell them. So, Black <laughs> love and relationships. Mm-hmm. When it comes to black love and relationships, right? Do you feel as though black men and black women are equally approaching the idea of being in a relationship with no guard? Or are we just coming in armored up? Like, you got to break through this if you really want me. Um... Okay, now you stumped me. That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Um, I just, like, from my personal experience, mm-hmm. I know I have a, like, I'm not single or anything, but mm-hmm. um, when I was single, I was just like, oh, whoever going to deal with me is just going to deal with me, and that's it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care. Even though deep down inside, I'm working on myself. but. Right. It's just like, uh, it, it just comes to a point where we just, we still present ourselves of this is who I am, take me as I am, yeah. but also be vulnerable and have that vulnerable conversation. Like, look, I'm fucked up in X, Y, and Z type of ways, but I am working on it. Right. Or if you're not working on it, I, I, I'm just, I'm just not working on it. And it's okay, but give that person the opportunity to decide if they want to deal with it. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, They say it depends on how healed you are in your journey before Mm -hmm. getting into a relationship. Come on, Are we? Are we healing before getting into a relationship? Because honestly, I feel like there's a lot of people out there who do not want to be alone. So they're going to have their baggage over their shoulders and they're going to expect you to either take them as they are or they're not going to tell you what they have going on. They're going to give you this facade that I'm the perfect man or I'm the perfect woman. And little by little, you're going to start to see the true colors come out. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, is 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 very unfortunate that People, instead of taking a time out for themselves, they want to rush into it. Um, I don't know who we can blame other than ourselves. Um, Ourselves for not giving the opportunity enough time to present itself, but also um, ourselves for not being accountable for who we are and what we have going on. Have you ever had an issue, you know, when you were single with coming across people who just they would blame it on everybody else except themselves? Um, no, because I don't deal with those type of people. 
Um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. But um, I had a a falling out that just tore me to pieces, very dark places. And I started going to therapy. Yeah. Um, and in the midst of it, I was one of the people I was like, well, I don't want to be alone. Like, I know how great I am. I want somebody around me because we do miss that love and affection and cuddling and sex and just moments that you could just get to spend with someone that you like. Right. I took it upon myself. I was like, look, I was with this person for X amount of years. Marco, we just not going back out there. The whole game has changed. Uh, People are different. People have motives. Yes, they might think you're handsome, but uh, that's probably what they want you for is your looks and what you can offer. We're not doing that. And I had that happen a few times. But then I also think while in that moment, I... I don't regret it, but just like turn down some good people of just ghosting them yeah, and just letting them know like, hey, you're a great person, but you're not or we aren't compatible. I still think you're overall person. You're just not good for me. Right. I might be good for you, Mm -hmm. but you are not good for me. Right. But instead of that, I would just ghost people. I'm I'm I just ghost, and that's toxic. So don't do it. Mm-hmm. People in the back, I may be mm-hmm. toxic because we are we are letting this person open up and then you just ghost and then they don't know, they don't have no closure. And they don't know that there's a problem. Just like, okay, so how RG says, how do you heal if you don't know you're broken? We are new Ooh. to being honest about mental health. That right there is the golden ticket because it ties right into what you just said as far as ghosting. When you ghost someone, and I explain this to women all the time, when you ghost someone, you're not giving them the opportunity to acknowledge that there is a problem. You're having them think that everything is okay and just maybe you weren't into them. So now they're bringing their BS into another relationship or presenting it to another woman who's going to go through the same exact thing instead of you having the conversation, whether it's uncomfortable, whether it's uneasy, It doesn't matter. Have the conversation. Let them know, listen, this isn't going to work because I feel like you have a lot of narcissistic characteristics and I'm just not designed to deal with something like that or someone like yourself. I really enjoyed getting to know you and I wish you the best on your journey. Take care. Deuces! It doesn't have to be a back and forth type of situation. And give them the option. Some people might see past that and want to see you heal with them right like but if you're just making if you're just making the choice for both of y'all you could have missed out on the love of your life and it's unfortunate but it's true facts right you have to be in tune with yourself to know where you are in terms of dating are you in a space to fill someone's cup when yours is not full Listen, because if your cup ain't full, how can you pour into somebody else? You can't. Mm, you can't you at all. Child, listen. Mm. What? And it's a lot of that going on. It, because people don't want to be alone. People don't want to be by themselves. People don't even know how to date themselves. People don't know how to go out by themselves. Like, I remember... I had a homegirl, and I would tell her, oh, yeah, I'm about to go to the um, sports bar. She said, who are you going with? Myself. I'm about to go to the movies. Who are you going with? Myself. Myself. I'm going to eat up by myself. Why? Who go all by themselves? Uh, me. I go by myself all the time. Because, first of all, listen, as a single woman, men are more likely to approach a woman who's by herself. Okay? He don't mm-hmm. want to go through a pack of women because now he feels like okay damn look i'm gonna have to talk to this chick and convince her to let me talk to her and then they probably all gonna want me to buy them drinks that's too much Mm-mm. i'm not doing all that well, no that's you said sweet. buy a round of shots I'm for one person for a yeah, phone no. number for a phone number that you might not even text back no I'm mm-hmm. not doing this. now look the round of shots okay if we had a company corporate event. <laughs> let me tell you let me tell you <laughs> the, the corp make yes but you have the corporate events make sure you order shots 
You get a shot and a drink. Take the <laughs> shot at the bar so people don't think that you uh the drunk. <laughs> right, there you go. So but Just yeah, no, real I quick. Mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of hoops that we're making people jump through when we know that we don't even have our stuff together. So why even why even push the issue? Therapy. I would love, I honestly would love to be in a relationship where me and the guy are going to a couples therapy because I feel like there's things that you can unpack as individuals and then there's things that you can unpack as an actual team and it's necessary. Sometimes going to your best friend isn't the best thing. Your best friend, what, what can they really tell you? They're going to look up for your best interest. So are they really going to tell you if you're wrong? Right. No. So where I started um mm-hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say I've started just giving my friends the overview situation. No, not too many details. Yeah, girl, X, Y, and Z, but you know, we cool. Yeah. But now if it's a deep situation where I'm just like, you know what, I don't need you to be a friend right now. I just need you to be an ear. That's it. Just listen. I don't want no advice. I just want you to be there. That's it. Yes. AKA for me, hashtag, uh, get you a therapist. Um, yes, get you a therapist. <laughs> having an issue with being alone is a sign of a problem to me. Why can't people not go out alone? We're, we have to heal all aspects of ourselves before dating. Let's shake it up. Yes. Listen, I'm telling you, it's all about healing. It's all about, you know, getting uncomfortable to get comfortable. It's all about stepping out there and and taking those bold moves. And you never know who you may come across. It all depends on what you're going out there for, though. Last question, or second to last question for you, is Black love still alive? Yes. um, (laughs) Wait, why are you saying it like that? Because (laughs) my, my friends, they always we always have this conversation about black love. And I'm like, look, I've never dated a white person. Um, I'm not dating anybody outside my race. I'm not doing it. I believe in black love. I want black love. I think black love has died a little bit, Mm -hmm. but there is black love still there. And I'm gonna be a statistic of that versus an interracial couple. I'm not doing it. I don't have the mental power to try to teach somebody about the black culture or understand what I've been through as a child or an adult. I mean, we've seen it on Insecure like for five seasons of, you know, the racial Mm -hmm. moments that were on it, but I don't, I don't want to have to deal with that. So black love is still alive. I just think that we, we have to want it for ourselves and start letting a few of our walls down. Yeah. So we can we can let our fellow peers in to understand us on a deeper connection. Right. Yeah. Because you know we're, we're we all have the same struggle. We have the same fight, and we're trying to find someone that gets it, like mm-hmm. really, really gets it, and they get it while not judging you at the same time because they know the struggle. So it's a matter of your struggle is no better or no worse than my struggle. We're both in right. this together because at the end of the day, you look at your hand, I look at my hand, we both black. Okay. So assalamu alaikum. Salam. So but I mean, honestly, you know, it's just it's how bad do you want it? How bad do you really want the black love at the end of the day? So this is your last question. Are you ready? Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I was going to beat on the wall. I was going to beat on the wall. I'm going to do it. There we go. As a member of the Black community, I am proud of... Um, I would say everything, but that's too generic. Um, as a member of the Black community, um, I am proud of my struggle. Mm. Um, just because I've been through, I can 
again, my friends keep telling me I need to write a book of everything that I've fucking been through. Yeah. Um, but I'm very proud of it because without me knowing where I've been through, I don't know where I will be going. Right. And I think that shout out to Josh listening. Um, we don't smell our flowers enough, yeah. whether they're good flowers or bad flowers. Um, but it's all about after that journey, what are you going to do about it? So right. I'm, I'm proud of my struggle. I am proud of not becoming a statistic to white America and be able to be in so many different spaces and be proudly black. So yeah. Boom. Listen, you better go ahead and let them know your blackness is alive and well. Yes. Okay. With with tattoos and working in the corporate world. Hello, listen, honey. Um, Hello. Who said who said you can't have sleeves? I wear long sleeves. Hello. Short sleeves, all sleeves. (laughs) Honey, listen. Uh uh. Yo, my my old supervisor, she's from Cali. She came out to visit us one time. And she had long beach tatted on her forearm. And I mean, she was sleeved up. And I was like, I love your tattoo. It was just so amazing. It was like, yeah, it, it shows that. She was one of us? No. Oh, see. But she was, she she might as well. She was one of those ones that you just, honorary. She was honorary. It, it's crazy that when we start a trend of tattoos, it looks as thugs and all this other shit. But when white people do it, it's, oh my God, conversation starters. Y'all started conversations with us too because y'all asked why little Wayne got eye drops next to his eye. <laughs> Wait, like, I'm trying to figure out the ice cream cone with uh, Gucci. I don't know what that means. I'm still trying to figure it out. Somebody yeah. let me know, please. Yeah, if you guys know what the ice cream cone means on Gucci, please, you know, put it in the comments or something, and uh, we'll definitely, I'll, I'll let you know, Marco, what they yeah, said. Yeah, please, please, please. So, we are now at the end of the show, but I want everybody to, um, you know, be able to follow you, subscribe to what you have going on, mm-hmm. so please, the floor is yours. Let people know how can they support what you got going on. What do you have going on? Do you have something coming up that you want to mention? And let them know how they can reach out to you. Yes. What's up, people? Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in to He Said What Network with the amazing host, Simply Bree, and me being the honorary guest host. Um, I have a podcast titled Hear Me Out Podcast available on all streaming services, Apple, Pandora, Google, Spotify, um, anywhere you catch a podcast, you can hear me out. Um, My podcast is basically where I create a safe space to talk about shared experiences with open dialogue. You'll catch me talking my shit, bringing a lot of my friends on, people I've networked with of just having friendship-ass conversations and just shooting the shits on the mic, so... Make sure you tune that in um, and also follow us on the Instagram at this is hear me out. If you want more of me personally, check me out at Marco Prince.com, M-A-R-C-O-D-E-P-R-E-N-C-E. Just add .com to the follow our guest down there. Um, yeah. And just see, I'm an actor model. I host gigs. I, I'm a jack of all trades and still working in this corporate world. Um but yeah, go ahead, check me out, support black creatives, especially since it's Black History Month, but not yes. only this month, all 12 months. Yes. Boom. Mic drop. Yes, this was definitely a great conversation. Shout outs to all of our viewers who are in the chat box, definitely giving mm-hmm. us what you feel and your two cents. He has jobs. I don't work jobs, bitch. I am a job. Sorry, I See, was that's, not that's the cold switch. That's the cold switch. See, that really, know. yeah, that you you definitely did it. So um <laughs> thank you again for coming on tonight. Um, mm-hmm. I you guys, I am your girl simply Bree. I'm so happy to have Marco, aka DeMarco, up here with me, um, kicking the real cool conversation. 
This show happens every Tuesday starting at 8 p.m. until 9, little 9-ish sometimes. Um, depending on the conversation, the conversation was good, so we had to go over. I am, you know, CEO of He Said What Network. There are five shows on this network, um, Sunday through Thursday. So make sure that you guys go to he said what network.com to find out what other shows we have going on. I'm sure we have something for your palate, so please make sure you check us out. I do want to actually mention tomorrow... Tomorrow, we usually have the She Said What show, which is our sister show. Um, thank you. I, I, I guess I could put up the comments so you guys know what I'm saying. Thank you about, like, I'm not talking to myself. Um, but tomorrow, we have our first, for this year, discussion panel, and it's called Black, Mars, and Venus, because you know how people say... Um, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, so it's almost like versus. Well, we're not doing versus because we're trying to figure it out together. So it's Black, Mars, and Venus. And we will have six, well, five guests and myself moderating. Um, on the panel, we are going to talk about topics just like this. So please make sure that you guys tune in. Starts at 8 p.m. until 9.30 p.m. You will be able to see the replay of this episode as well as all of our other shows and tomorrows. If you go to Spotify, you can catch all of our videos on Spotify. So not only can you hear um, the shows, but you can also see them as well. So check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts. But most definitely, it's not about that. It's about you following our guests and reaching out to our guests and collaborating with our guests because it takes some guts to come up here and have these conversations, especially when they're not prepped, okay? So with that being said, I am um, super excited. I'm happy that I got the opportunity to talk to Marco. And um, you guys, please make sure that you check him out. Also, follow the network, uh, He Said What Network, on all platforms. And just in case you're wondering how to spell it, it's He Said What Network. And um, that's really it. So thank you guys so much for chilling with us tonight. And uh, we look forward to another time with you guys later. Bye. Stay black and blessed. Yes. And code switch.